Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus for such a time as this. We thank you for this day, Lord, that you have made, and we will rejoice in this day, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, we've got plans for this service. We come in preparation, but Lord, we untie your hands this morning. Do as you will, Lord God, with your church. Do as you will with us in the name of Jesus. In this season, Lord God, lead us where you want us to be. In Jesus' name, we, 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 we release you, Father God, to do your will. We release you to be God. We release you to be the creator that you are. We release you to be the healer that you are. We release you to be the God that you are. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Um, this, this season, we are talking about new ground and it's really exciting. Um, I'm going to read a scripture that uh, Pastor Chris launched this uh, series with. These are some of the scriptures that I get stuck to for a very long time. Uh, it's one of the verses that, you know, you, you get stuck to for, for months even, for probably for the whole year, you get stuck to a scripture like this. It says, verse 4 of chapter 3 in the book of Joshua. I'll read from the King James Version. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near it, that you may know the way which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. For you have not passed this way before. Isn't it amazing that God doesn't take it for granted that you have never been this way before? He, does, he doesn't just assume that you know what you are doing. He doesn't just assume that you've been this way before. He didn't just assume that the, the children of Israel had been that way before, but he knew that they'd never been that way before. And he made plans, he prepared for them. He knew to guide them because he knew that this is new territory for them. This is something that they had never experienced before. I remember 20 years ago, we, 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 we came to Australia 20 years ago. Coming from a, a small town that had one traffic light that was outside of the city with one roundabout. That was all. It only had two streets. This is the town that we're coming from. Coming to Australia, such a, such a big city with multiple traffic lights in one street. And then uh, to make matters worse, they didn't have GPS then when we came here. There was the map book where you had to find your way to know, go to, the, to be able to know to the, to the next page and to the next page and to join them. You know, it, this was a challenge. This wasn't easy to, to, to come from where I knew everyone, where everyone knew me. The people that I didn't know, I knew someone who knew them. And come to a place like this where no one knows you and you are a minority. You are the only, dark, you, know, you know, see how dark I am? You're the darkest person that was walking in the streets of Armadale. 
but the thing is, God knew where we were going, although we didn't know. God had a plan of where we were going, although we didn't know. God already knew because we knew we had never been this way before. I don't know what it is that you are facing. It may be a mountain that you are facing right now, but God knows you have not faced that mountain before. God knows you have not faced that challenge before. He already knows. He knows you have not faced cancer before. He knows you have not faced homelessness before. He knows you have not faced the challenge that you are looking at before. He knows great are the highs that you have to scale in this year. God does not take it for granted that you have never been this way before. I don't know if I'm talking to someone, but I know that sometimes we are challenged in life. We are challenged by the things that we are not sure of. God already knows that you have not raised a teenager before. God already knows that you have not raised a, a, a rebellious child before. He already knows and he has made a way for that. God already knows that the church had not walked this path before. God knows we have never been in 2024 before. Hallelujah. But it's exciting this year that God is preparing us to launch us into something, to launch us into something. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. It doesn't matter how hard it may seem. God already knew that the giants that they were going to face in that land, he knew that these people were bigger than they were. He knew these people had weapons that they had not seen before. He knew that there were wars that they had not seen before. These people were coming from walking around around the desert and now they are they, 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 they approach a town a fortified city with walls so great too great to climb and they are faced with this challenge but God already knew God already knew it doesn't matter what walls you are facing this morning it may take you seven days to walk around them it may take you seven times to walk around them on the seventh day but the walls are going to come down it doesn't matter what your challenges are it doesn't matter how bad your health feels right now it doesn't matter how, how challenged you are by the work that you are getting into it doesn't matter how your financial Finances are challenging. It doesn't matter how your marriage is challenging. It doesn't matter how everything around you is so challenging, challenging you. But God knows you have not been this way before and he has a plan for you. You need to turn to your neighbor and say, God has got you. God already knows what you're faced with. God already knows what, what challenges life will throw your way. Hallelujah. It, 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 it's amazing that sometimes we, 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 we ourselves, we, we, we get afraid, we, we get so fearful, we, we get confused, we, 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 we start to think that I don't know what I'm going to do about this situation. I don't know what I'm going to do about this bill next month. I don't know what I'm going to do about the, 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 the rates that are going up over and over again. But God already knows you have not been this way before. God already knows you've not been this way before. Praise the Lord. Now I've got I've got a few notes this morning. Can you believe? Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now sometimes the, the, Bible, the Bible says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. 
Why does God say these things? Why does the prophet say this? Because he knows sometimes the law, the, the enemy will fashion a weapon specifically for you. He will fashion something, a challenge specifically for you. He will fashion a challenge specified for you because he knows that you are not the same as everyone else. And God knows you are not the same as everyone else. We may be, we may be facing, you know, God knows you've never, you've, 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 you've never been challenged in such a way. But God already has you. God, God, God has got you. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to, I want to get into speaking about breakthrough. Sometimes, sometimes we, are, we, 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 we think breakthrough, breakthrough is a corporate thing. Sometimes it is. But real breakthrough is, is, is personal. Real breakthrough is something that you do on your own. Something that you separate yourself from everyone else and you face your own giant. You face your own walls of Jericho and you dig your heels in and say, Lord, I am here. I am not living like everyone else is living. I'm staying behind when everyone else is living. I'm staying behind on the altar when everyone else is going for coffee. I'm staying behind because I know what I am facing. Hannah, when she was praying, her challenge was different from everyone else. When everyone else had sacrificed and finished what they were doing, they went on to eat and to drink. But Hannah stayed back in the, in the tabernacle. She stayed back and prayed and, and cried out to God and said, God, my problem is different from other people. My problem is my problem. Other people have children. I don't have a child. And she stayed back. I don't know what your challenge is. I don't know what you are facing but sometimes you need to separate yourself from the rest of the people sometimes you need to stay back when everyone else is going and, and, and picking up their stuff and going you need to stay back and say God look upon me and see your servant struggling are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, there's a, there's a story in the book of Matthew chapter 17 verse, from verse 24 where the, 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 the people who collected tribute came to, 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 Jesus, to, to Peter and said, does your master pay tribute? And he says, there is a conversation between Peter and Jesus. But finally Jesus says, go take a line and a hook and go to the river. Go to the sea and cast. And the first fish that you're going to catch, there's going to be money in its mouth. This is the only second time in the Bible where the Bible talks about a hook when it comes to fishing. Every other time it was about a net. They'll go and cast a net and catch everything else. They'll catch frogs, they'll catch fish, they'll catch things that they cannot eat. A net will bring in everything else. A net will bring in even the things that you do not require. But a specific breakthrough will require a hook. It is personal. A specific breakthrough will take a separation from everything everything else and you go on your own and say I'm going to throw a hook in this I'm going to throw a line in this because my breakthrough is specific my breakthrough is not the same as Pastor Chris's breakthrough. My breakthrough is I cannot wait until everyone else is praying. I cannot wait until the morning prayer only but I will go specific with my request before God. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? And and the thing the thing about fishing, I'm not a fisherman, but I have f- seen videos of people that go deep deep sea fishing. You know when they try to bring in the fish, a big fish. I'm not talking about a little tiny little fish. I'm t- if you are fishing for a big fish, you know if your breakthrough is big, there is a challenge to it. It will fight you. You are trying to bring it out of its comfort zone. You are trying to bring it out of its environment into your environment. And it is going to fight you. If you are not careful, it will pull you down in the water. But it takes challenges. It takes your specific tenacity. It will take you, you standing up and getting up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm not just going to take this for granted. Lord, I know that my breakthrough financially is not coming from the job that I have right now. I know that, you know, you know, I want to challenge you that your financial breakthrough is not in the job that you have right now. Your financial breakthrough is not in your boss. Your financial breakthrough is not in what is happening around you. Your financial breakthrough is in the spiritual realm. You win it in the spirit first because before it comes in the natural. Your battle is won in the spiritual before it becomes in the natural. If you get defeated in the spirit, you are defeated in the natural. You need to fight in the natural first and win the war. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, 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 you go and you fight the fish. You pull it up. You bleed. It will jerk you. It will pull you in. You fight it until you have... Because once it gets out of the water, you have conquered it. But once it's still in the water, it, is go, it has got more power than you are. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes it takes that challenge. Sometimes it takes the, the resolve of the mind to say, Lord, I know. I know what I know. I know what I need. I know. I know that this is not what you have called me to be. I know I am here right now, but I am, this is where you have not, this is not where you have called me. I know I, 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 I may be, I may be renting right now, but I know, Lord, you have not called me to pay somebody else's mortgage. You have called me, Lord, to own properties of my own. You have called me to own land of my own, but at the moment where I am is not where I'm supposed to be. The story that I see is not the story that you have written. I know, Lord, that you've got something greater and better for me, and I'm going to work it. I'm going to cry for it. I'm going to to, to, to strive with it. I'm going to pull it in. I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, even if I don't see a difference for a while, but I'll keep on coming. I'll keep on huffing and puffing until I bring this thing down. If I don't get it this Sunday, I'll come next Sunday. If I don't get it next Sunday, I'll come next Sunday. If I don't get it this month, I'll come back next month. If I don't get it this year, I'm going to come back next year. If I don't get it in my time, my children will have the breakthrough. But because I've laid the foundation, I've prayed and prayed and conquered and suffered and and cried and strive. I know it is coming into maybe even in the fourth generation. Because sometimes the things that we are seeing right now, It is our forefathers that prayed for it. They never got to see it. They never got to see what we are seeing right now. Do you know why we are called the chosen generation? It is because now we are inheriting. Now, do you know how easy it is to spread the book, the gospel right now? It is so, it was easier. It wasn't easy before. During time of Paul, they had to walk. They have to walk for miles. They have to go on the ship for months. They'll get shipwrecked. They kept on doing it. But right now you can post it on your Facebook instead of posting your breakfast. 
Praise God. You can, you can post Jesus on Facebook instead of your breakfast. This is how easy it is right now to spread the gospel and many people are going to see it. Even people that don't like you are going to see it. They're going to see how what God is doing. Instead of posting the new shoes that you buy, you can post how God good is. You can post a prayer for somebody else who is desperate. A prayer for somebody else who doesn't know where they are going. A prayer and encouragement for someone else that, Lord, can you please in this this day, let someone else have a good day. I'm praying for the beginning of the year that someone will have a greater year. This is the time that we live in. They did not have that. They, they did not have that leisure. Praise God. They did not have microphones. They did not have guitars. They had hubs. They, they did not have amplifiers. But we live in the greatest times, but we are the ones that are the least effective because we wait for the choir to sing for us. We wait for the praise and worship to bring the presence of God for us. But this is a personal thing. This is, this is, this is personal. They have their own challenges. The people in the worship team have got their own demons that they are fighting. They've got their own devils that they are fighting you. You have to be specific. You know. The thing is, we, the problem we, with us is we, we don't tell ourselves the truth. That's the biggest challenge Christians have. We pretend everything else is okay. You, you, you know, I, 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 I'm just like everyone else. I'll come in on Sunday. I'll sit in the cafe during the time of prayer. We, we, because somebody else is sitting in the cafe, so I'm just going to join them and sit in there. But you're going back to the same problem. You know what you have left at home. You know what is waiting for you at home. You know the diagnosis that you are waiting to hear from the doctor, but yet you are taking it for granted. Yet you, are, you have an opportunity, you have an opportunity to come here and say, God, I untie your hands. God, I untie your hands on my finances. I untie my hands on my family. I untie my hands. You know, God's hands, we, we tie God's hands by what we do. This morning, we were, we, the, the, the Jen was talking about speaking, speaking what we want to see. We speak life in things that we want. We speak life into your children. Instead of saying, oh, this child is the worst child I've ever had. But instead of speaking those words, you say, God, you know, I was talking to my brother-in-law. He complains about his son. He complains over and over. Oh, he's up to nothing. Oh, he's up to this and that. I said, do you know how much you're kissing him? You as a father, even if he's doing wrong, you need to call him and I say, I know you're not where you're supposed to be right now, but I'm praying for you, but I see in you what you can become. I see in you how great you are. You start speaking life to them. You start speaking life to the situations that are in your life. You speak life into your children. You speak life into your job. You speak life into your finances. I know I am broke at the moment, but I speak life into my bank account. I know right now I'm not where I'm supposed to me, but I speak life into what I'm doing instead of murmuring and complaining about the company that I'm working for. I'm going to speak life over that company that if the company is blessed, then I am blessed. I speak life over my boss that when he's blessed, then I am blessed as well. I don't know whether I'm speaking to someone else. Instead of speaking death into our church, let's speak life into our church. Let's say, God, we know right now this is not where we are supposed to be, but we speak life into this church. 
We speak life into our worship team. We speak life into every single thing we do here because we know that the great is the God that we worship. <sighs> and he knows that we have not been this way before. He knows probably you have raised a teenager before, but not two. Praise Lord. And each one has got their own character. They are so different. And to a point where you think, are you, did they swap you at the hospital? <laughs> did did, did, did they, they swap my child? Because sometimes you feel like that. You feel like probably this one is not mine. They must be mine somewhere. But then you know that God knows. And, and, and you know the worst thing is that the, the, the problem is the child has your DNA. It's, it's very unfortunate. It's sorry for, it's unfortunate for the children because they are carrying your DNA. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Praise the name of the Lord. We, we are excited in this year. We, we, we want, to, we want to, 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 to put our feet down and say, Lord, this is where you have planted us. This is where you have planted me in this church. I am going to do everything in my power. I am going to do everything with all that you have given me. I'm going to do everything in my power, Lord God. During my time, like Hannah prayed, during her time, she brought, over, she brought into the world the greatest of prophets. But she was the most, the, the least looked down on because she had no children. This barren woman will bring in, because she did not give up, she will bring in the seer of Israel. She will bring in the apostle, the, the prophet of Israel who would go to anoint kings. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are carrying an anointing that will raise kings. You are carrying an anointing that will raise up generations. You are carrying an anointing inside of you that will change the environment of church. You are carrying an anointing inside of you that will change the environment of Rockingham. You are carrying an anointing. Whilst you are looking down on yourself, while you are saying, woe on me, I've never been this way before. Woe on me, I've never experienced this before. Woe on me, I've never seen this bad before. But God knows you have not seen it before, but you have the anointing inside of you to break the, 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 the bones. You have the anointing to break down the walls of Jericho. It might take you seven times to walk around it. I'm sure they were looking at them and saying, how crazy are these people? They don't have any weapons. They are just walking around. They are just walking around. And, 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 and this is the thing. I told you about the town that I came from. It would have been very difficult to walk around that town seven times. But it was a very small town. Now Jericho wasn't a small town. It wasn't a small town. It took them a long time to walk and they carried everything that they had. They were supposed to carry everything that they had and walk around those walls and people will see and say, what on earth are they doing? How crazy can people become? I'm sure they started laughing at them. I'm sure they started casting rocks at them. I'm sure they started calling them names. I'm sure they started posting on Facebook that I saw this crazy bunch that I don't know what they're doing. How crazy can they be? But because God had said, they did it. Because God said, they did it. What is God saying to you? 
about your life. About what is God saying to you about the sickness that has plagued you for all these years? What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you? What is God saying to you about the heart condition that you have? What is God saying to you about the, the, the troubles that you are having? What is God saying to you about the cancer that the, 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 the doctors have found in your body? What is God saying to you? Because I know God will not say, oh, too bad. This is the God that I know I worship. He will not say, oh, no, oh, too bad. But he will say, look at the cross. Jesus carried that sickness into his body on that cross of Calvary. He knows. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Probably we have been told so much that we live in a, in a world of sickness. We live in a world where there's always a diagnosis about something. If water is not killing you, sugar is killing you. Tea is killing you. Beer is killing you. Everything is killing you. We live in such a world where we are so scared about everything. We are scared even to smile. We are scared. You know, I remember growing up, I could walk with my friend, a man, and hug him, and we could just walk or hold our hands. and walk. You can't do that anymore these days. This is the world that we live in now. I can't, I can't even hug a, a brother anymore. Because there's all these speculations that are going on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we know we live in a time where God has destined us. God has, has anointed us. God has planned this time. We are not brought here. for. It's not by chance that we are here. It is not by chance that you were born when you were born. It was, about, it was a divine appointment. It is not a chance that you have got the character that you have. It is not by chance that you speak the way you do. God will use all that you have because he gave it to you. God will use the character that you have. God will use the abilities that you have given you. God will, give, will use the resilience that you have. You know, some of us have gone through depression. We went through depression for a reason so that when we come across somebody else who is going through depression, we can hold their hand and say, this also will pass. This also will come to an end. We, 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 we go through something for a reason. Whatever you have gone through, God has let you gone through it for a reason other than sitting down and sulking about it and crying about it wait and say this is my honor it is an honor that I have lost a parent because I know everyone else is a parent and when it happens to them I know how to comfort them I know how to say to them it is going to be okay because I've been through it. I'm not just speaking. Because sometimes people will say, I know how you feel. Yet they have no clue. They have no idea. And the people that have no idea are the ones that say the wrong things. But because you know it, because sometimes just sitting with them and not saying anything is good enough. Because you understand where they are at. You understand the heartbreak they have. You understand the pain that they are feeling right now. Because you have been equipped, you have been through it. God, you have survived it yourself. You have survived the GFC. You know what it is to save money because you've been... You know, sometimes it takes a shock to be able to do something. It takes lack. It takes you to go hungry to know that I need to save money. It takes you to go hungry to know that I do not just throw out 
food, I can put it in the fridge. You know, we, 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 we are so bad. Sometimes you open the freezer and there's food that has been in there for months and months because we come from a place where we don't just throw away things. We don't just throw away food because this is where we, we understand. We have been through it. We understand. So if I see someone who is hungry, I understand because I've been hungry. If I see someone who is broke, I understand because I've been broke. If I see someone who is sick, I understand because I've been sick before. If I see someone who is crying, who is mourning, I will comfort them because I have mourned before. If I, if I see someone who has lost a loved one, I'm going to hug them. I'm going to sit with them. I'm going to walk with them because I have lost before. Because of the experience, I have walked that journey before and I know that I, I, I understand what they are going through. I understand how what it is to wait for a prayer to be answered because I have prayed and waited for years to see a breakthrough happen. Oh, thank you, Lord. I know some of us right here, we have started years that have gone past and you have believed this is my year. But then the year came and passed and you didn't see anything. And you come again to a next year and you feel, this is my year. And then it goes and it passes and nothing happens. But I want to tell you that this is the year. You win it, you feel it in the spirit. I know when I had my financial breakthrough, I felt it before it happened. I knew it before it happened in the natural. I saw it in the spirit before it happened in the natural. When you are healed, you feel it in the spirit before it happens in the natural. I want to ignite something in your spirit. I want to provoke something in your spirit. Fight until you feel it in your spirit that it has happened. You get healed in your spirit before your knee gets healed. You get healed in your mind before anything else can put, come into, into fruition. This is your year to feel it, to break through in the spirit. I, I, I prophesy a breakthrough over your children. I prophesy a breakthrough over your life, over your children, over your, your, your workplace. I prophesy a breakthrough over your finances. The, the bad decisions that you make financially, I cast them in the name of Jesus. And I say, from now onwards, you're going to make wise decisions. If you have decided you're going to buy a home, you are going to make wise decisions from there on. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If there's sickness in your body, I prophesy healing. But I prophesy that you're going to do it wisely. You're not going to continue smoking if you know it's causing you trouble. You're not going to continue doing the same thing over and over again. And yet you know you keep on sabotaging yourself. You keep on sabotaging yourself. Spiritually, you keep on sabotaging yourself and you, you, you think your breakthrough, you're going to get it on a Sunday, on a one and a half hour service. I want to give you news today. It can, it is, you are going to only catch a little fish if you're thinking it's going to happen in one and a half hours. You're only going to catch, what, what do they call those little fish? No, 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 there's tiny, tiny ones. Anchovies. If, if you are going to 
wait for an hour and a half. That's all you are going to catch. I want to challenge you this morning. If you are going to catch a big fish, you need to come early in the morning. If you are going to catch a big fish, you need to keep on coming over and over again. You need to stay back. You need to, 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 to hang around God a little bit longer. You need to stay with God for a little bit longer. If you want to see a real breakthrough even in prayer, you are going to stay around God a little bit longer. I, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but it, 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 10 minutes is not going to cut it. Five minutes is not going to cut it. I'm going to come in the morning. I'm going to wake up in the morning and say, God, this is where we left it yesterday. It has not happened. I'm coming. I'm banging on your door again. The Bible says, knock and the door shall be opened for you. Keep on banging on that door. In the morning, Lord, I'm knocking. Lord, I'm knocking. Lord, I'm seeking. Lord, I'm, I'm asking. Until something happens. There's a story in the Bible that says there was a, a lady who needed uh, something from the king. And she went, she needed a judgment. The king ignored her. She kept on going. And, and the king ignored her. She kept on going. She kept on going until she wore him out. Can we wear God out this year? Can we wear God out this year? Awaken City, can we wear God out this year? Can we wear God out in worship? Can we wear God out? Can, get God, can God get tired and say, I am tired of them asking, I'm going to give it to them. I am tired of them praying and fasting, I'm going to give it to them. I am tired of them banging on my door, I'm going to open it. Pray, I'll have this, this, the, the worship team come up. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is that you're, you've, you've been seeking and searching for. But I know, I know there's, there's an anointing in here right now in this moment. There, there's an anointing. There's an anointing. There's an anointing for a breakthrough. There's an anointing for healing. There's an anointing that, that, that will set you free. That will set you free from the things that has pursued you for years and years. This thing pursued your father. This thing pursued your father's father. This thing pursued the generations before you. But it ends right here. It ends with you. It is, you are the one who is going to cut and sever the connection. The bloodline that this demon is following, it ends with you. You change your blood, the blood that is flowing in you, although it comes from your father, but you have Jesus' blood in your veins. Now whatever sickness, there is no sickness in the blood of Jesus. There's no cancer in the blood of Jesus. There's no diabetes in the blood of Jesus. There's no brokenness in the blood of Jesus. There's no depression in the blood of Jesus. There's no heart sicknesses in the blood of Jesus. There's, there's nothing that can conquer the blood of Jesus. This blood is still living over 2,000 years ago. It does not congeal. It does not clot. This blood is still flowing. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.